Hey everybody, welcome to the Greatster Podcast. So, uh, recently we've been taking a different approach to how we record episodes, so we've just been recording little sections, so in this, uh, in these little reviews here, we're, we're talking about, uh, men. We're gonna talk about crimes of the future, and we're gonna talk about... Uh, Lightyear Lightyear. is the other one. So, men, so... If you see, listen, you know, some people aren't on other ones. So men is uh, me, Ben, Tyler, and Anya. Crimes of the Future is just Cam and Anya. And Lightyear is just me and Cam. So, yeah, uh, just so it's not confusing for you guys. But anyway, enjoy the episode. First up is um, a film I haven't seen, but I'm going to listen to these two talk about called Men, which released just a week ago directed by Alex Garland so what do you guys um, have to say about men um well it's definitely uh something you'll either love or hate I think um I actually uh since we didn't do much last week I'll I'll let the viewers know that Cam and I met in person and uh, we went to go see this movie, and uh, it was quite the the theater experience because this movie starts off okay, start it has a decent buildup, but then it just turns into garbage. Honestly, I I did not like this movie at all. Uh, mm. Just thought it was very stupid. By the end of it, it just just bored me to death, and uh, yeah, I wasn't a fan. Yes, so um, I'll say that, um, well, at least Anya knows this. Ben probably knows this too, but I have not been excited for this movie for a very long time. Uh, even yeah, though I do I like was, Annihilation. Yeah. I like Annihilation, and I like Ex Machina. Um, I just, every time this trailer came on in theaters, I would just usually just go on my phone because I was like, God, this looks terrible. And, um, you know, the movie I got, was slightly better than I thought it was going to be, but it's still a pretty bad, mediocre movie. Um, I should start. I think that Ben and I probably have like the same positives for the movie, so I'll I'll start and say, um, Jesse Buckley turned in a solid performance in this movie. Um, nah, dog shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she, was, she was good. She was good. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny though because I'm realizing now that I literally have not liked a single movie I've seen with Jesse. I haven't seen The Lost Daughter. I've heard that's a good movie. I haven't liked any movies that I've seen that star her, but she's been a good performance in all of them. So maybe she needs yeah. a better agent. You never know. Um, I think she needs a better agent. She's very capable, but I think... And I, I like The Lost Daughter, but... I I agree with you. I feel like she's getting put in very mediocre projects. Yeah, and like like she, w- with what she got to work with here, it's very very little. Her character has no depth to her at all. Um, but you know, there's a few moments where like she really does shine. Like there's a moment where she's um, this isn't all the trailers, so I don't think this is a spoiler. But there's a moment where she's like doing a call and response in the tunnel, and I was like, this is a great moment, and. And like I like like Ben said, I actually did sort of like the first like half of this movie or so, but I think that after that it just completely falls apart. Um, this movie sort of reminds me of It Chapter Two for some reason, where like um, 
this this the structure of it is just so repetitive and such a rinse and repeat cycle that it just becomes very unenjoyable after a while. And then the yeah. ending is just fucking horrific, like one of the worst endings I've ever seen in my life. So, um, uh, I think one thing that I didn't really like in this was uh, the depiction of suicide, especially in I one totally per- agree, especially with one particular scene, like near the middle, where you see the person that committed suicide. You see like the aftermath, and it's just like completely it's very tasteless i felt yeah and like even though there's like something in it that ties into the movie is just it felt very it felt like they could have done it in a way more way more uh less i guess less graphic way it was because it feels like it feels like they're using suicide as shock value which is weirdly enough i made that it chapter two comparison that's something that it chapter two also does and i think that it's done a lot more tasteless here than in that movie which is really weird because this is something that i would expect from a huge studio project and not from this little indie movie that was probably made for like five million dollars yeah I don't really know what happened here because I do think that there it has the makings of a good movie, but the story is just so cookie cutter and bland. Um, the writing is just not that great. The story is just put together really poorly. I think the cinematography is really good. The production design really good. It does look very. Um, it is a very nice looking movie. I yeah, agree. the 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 shot framing, uh, the the editing, and. Um, and color grading, all really nice looking here. Props to Alex Garland in this department. But I think that the movie just never really comes together. It never knows what it wants to be. And once the metaphor makes itself obvious, it's just not enjoyable to me because it's just so blatant. Yeah, you can only get so far with pretty colors. Like, Yeah. Um, do you, Can we get into a little bit of spoilers? Because there's this like... Some stuff I feel like, I don't know. I don't feel like it's up to you. Do you want to get into spoilers, Tyler? Yeah, sure. It's just been out for like a week. Yeah, okay. So, basically, if you don't... Basically, uh, for those who've seen it, you know that... Basically, this movie is about like... I don't even know what the guy is. What's the deal with it really was. But there's like multiple people in this town. And they're all played by the same dude. And some of it was just so stupid. Like, I just, after a while, I couldn't take it serious. And there's just, like, there's a difference between, like, purposely wacky. Like, I don't know. Like, if, if like, some of the stuff in here was, like, in, like, a Sam Raimi horror movie, I would have been a little more accepting of it. But this movie is trying to be about, like, a grief mm-hmm. and, like... I don't know, like obviously, like the suicide stuff, that doesn't doesn't work, and it just looks stupid. And like, there's a the beginning, the moment I started it to, uh, I was just like, okay, this is stupid. Is the part where she sees the one that's like all tan and he's like naked in the woods, and I just thought of Sandman from Spider Man, <laughs> and I whispered to Cam in the theater. Peter, it's me, Flint Marshall. (laughs) 
I just I couldn't handle it. It was just so it was just so stupid to me. And like, and then like obviously the end when like there's like giving birth to like different characters. It was just it was just unnecessary. It was just too far. And then it it ends up being the her husband that killed himself at the end. Like what what is the point of that? It does nothing. Yeah, this is not a good movie. Um, it is. I don't know what Alex Garland wanted to do with this. Like, this movie is. It literally just exists. Like, it, I did not like this movie, but, like, it was not, like, offensive. Like, this is, like, nowhere near, like, the most offensive. Um, horror movie that A24 has done it's just well that's even such a stretch because this movie's not scary at all there's no scares at all and I'm glad you brought up the Sam Raimi comparison because I saw that at a few points in this movie it felt like Alex Garland was trying to be a Sam Raimi especially the movie like Drag Me to Hell or um or um yeah like it feels like it's trying to be like Drag Me to Hell like trying to be like send up but the movie doesn't come together because it doesn't know what it wants to be because yeah, it the goes- whole movie is just like this drama. Like, it's not thrilling. It's not scary. And it's not really that serious either because there's a lot of points in this movie that are just really funny. Like, I think it just, it went, it went in both directions and like the complete opposite way. There's no like in between to settle you into it. There was this, yeah. it, was this it was either super like, graphic and like i don't know like kind of silly with the body horror or it was super serious and there was just no middle ground so like i just couldn't get into it at all yeah this was not an enjoyable movie like so um i don't i don't see it uh i just don't yeah no that's the thing it's like 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 um for example like marlon was asking us a lot like he has seen the movie um he was asking us a lot, should I just see it because I know I'm going to hate it. I don't really know if I can even say that you should watch this movie if you think you're going to hate it because it's really just it's really just not that much fun. Like, like it's not really like a hate watch like some of these other movies were like um, like yeah. Midsommar or movies like that. Like, it, it's just there. You know? I think like at the end of the day, no matter what level at what you like this movie, you're probably going to forget it by the end of the year. Yeah. It's just nothing. It's just, there's nothing to it. Yeah. It's a very shallow movie that thinks it's, that thinks it's a, an ocean, but it's just a kiddie pool. I like that. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. I think we're going to leave it at that. That's our Blu-ray quote. Um, And today we're going to be reviewing Crimes of the Future by David Cronenberg. Um, just Cam and I are going to be talking about this one. Um, it had a it had a small window in theaters. Well, surprisingly, well, it's still playing in some theaters, I guess. But like, right. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm surprised, honestly, how wide this movie was to begin with. Right. I mean, just last month, the film premiered at the Cannes Film Festival in competition. And then here it is a month or just a few weeks after that. It opens in, in theaters. 
right wide as cam mentioned because neon is the distributor for this movie yeah, that was kind of unexpected. I had no clue yeah. it would even be. I thought it, this would be a movie that I'd either have to wait to watch or drive uh, drive to go see in, like, Boston or something. But I checked my theater. My local Regal had, like, opening night showtimes for it. And that kind of threw me off guard. I didn't right. know. Because, <laughs> I mean, quickly, we'll cover this. Like, you know... Originally, you might think, again, like if you think about the recent Cronenberg films, which are about eight years away, you know, like Maps of the Stars, that was his yeah, film. Yeah, it's like been you, a while. You think of something like that, and, you know, that film didn't really get a wide release at all. That film also premiered at Cannes in 2014, but, you know, yeah. something like that isn't really, you know, picked up by a big distributor. So, like, Neon distributes this, and um, the trailer for this film, uh, they really, they really. I stayed it. away. I did yeah. not watch the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you've seen the marketing for this film, there's a good chance that like the marketing kind of is like trying to show you like more of the like grimier part of the movie than. I mean, it is a grimy. Yeah, movie no. To be to like the trailer, I don't. I don't want to say the trailer like false advertises or right. anything. It doesn't it just exactly. Yeah, but I did. It's funny to say I avoided the trailer, but the next day I went to another one of my theaters to see the movie Watcher, which I don't think we'll talk about. I'm like the only one who's seen it. But um, surprisingly, Crimes of the Future wasn't playing at this theater. And for some reason, they played the trailer before Watcher a day after I saw Crimes of the Future. Right. And um yeah, so I got to see the trailer and like it kind of shows a lot of like it shows a lot of the big like the big moments in the trailer, like the bigger like the bigger shocking surprises of this film, I would say. Yeah, or in the trailer. Mhm. Cuz briefly the plot of the film um uh, takes place in a near future. Um I don't even believe the location is it's not really. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't. The, the film was shot in uh, in Greece somewhere. It's the future. It's in the future, and um, the bodies title. have. Um, there are certain people who have been like mutilating themselves because of these the human body evolution involving organs is like a big thing now, where some people don't depend anymore, and they encounter this a lot of ways they do. They're performance artists who are like making performance art based off of this um, this human evolution. So Viggo Mortensen, his character is involuntarily like growing new organs. And yeah, so they... really, really unique, unique right. stuff that I haven't seen before in the <laughs> film. But it, it's it's very Cronenberg. Right, like, only Cronenberg could make something like this work. I feel like because this right. if this was like I feel like. A plot like this in the hands of like any random director it could have been like a disaster or just like a forgettable nothing right because i think one reason you know this feels very much at home for cronenberg when you watch it is not just because of the like concept of the like body horror but how that concept is interwoven into basically what the book this film is discussions about this the politics and the morality of these human developments which is like yeah. and you watch the trailer and they don't want to show you that but that's like what you're watching in this film 
And I think pretty much it's a very like it's weird to say, but it's kind of like a playful and yet though funny. It's like it's funny. Yeah, it has some like really dry humor that right. like it's a very like um multi-toned film, which I like about it. So like I agree. Um, you know, in terms of some of the like maybe the dry humor in this film, um, it, I think it does come from some of these discussions about the art world in this film, which the art world, I really like how it's depicted here. It's kind of these, like, these, like, subgroups. Weird of people. people. Right? <laughs> like, um, you know, even so Viggo Mortensen and Leia Seydoux, they're really, really considered, like, high artists by, like, a lot of yeah. people in this film. And therefore, they have a lot of um, competing acts. And those competing acts aren't, like, the focus of this film, but they do play yeah. a role into it, how other people are utilizing the this new form of body um there's a character you see in the trailer who has ears with the ears all all over him funny story about that during the movie one of them like one of the ushers came in like you know how ushers do like just regular checks sometimes during the movie and he came in right at that moment with the (laughs) dude with all the ears and i kind of noticed him like he was kind of polarized for a second. He kind of just stopped and looked at the screen and then kept walking. Like he was shocked. The character has a very striking visual, but you know, as we were saying with the humor, it's funny how this character is discussed in the film. Vigo thinks nobody likes him. Nobody likes him. He's described as being like a very shallow artist. Yeah. When in real life, this would kind of be, this would be a very like shocking and like, Probably right. like just to look at um, highly talked about in real life, right? But um, yeah, again, part of I think to why this film is like entertaining and like multi toned, uh, and maybe if you want to talk about the humor is like um, how the world again the world is realized. So we I mentioned the subgroups, but also the technology in this film. I really enjoyed how it was portrayed because there's a lot of very like fleshy looking equipment, like um, Vigo's character. Um, when he's at these art performances and Leia Seydoux is working on him, they're laying on these like um, like old repurposed autopsy tables. Uh, yeah, and like even Vigo, um, he has like a hard time eating in this film, and these people, <laughs> <laughs> these characters, a lot of people do. It seems right, like. which we'll kind of get into. But um, a lot of these characters who um or having kind of like digestive problems they they use these chairs to eat on and it's a they little look extremely uncomfortable they're extremely rackety they like move them around <laughs> they like shake them as they're trying to eat um and i know cronenberg even said that a lot of the machinery in this film was puppeteered um which i think is really interesting and i think if you watch like it shows yeah it shows and i think there's character to that even on these autopsy tables that the surgeries um are performed on and you see um you know these um like these incisions that are going into vigo to cut him open like those yeah it's puppet- all practical it's mostly all practical mostly there is like some cg to it but like, if you know Cronenberg, you know how much he loves his practical effects. Right. So, like, watching, I think, like, seeing, again, like, the, how these, like, this equipment is realized in the film is, like, really kind of entertaining to watch. And even Leia Do's character and Vigo, they share this um, device that she uses to move this table. It's, like, this, 
like blobby thing yeah <laughs> it's weird it's like a little like remote control like brain looking thing yeah like you know moves as a, like a, a remote and you can like press on it these these colors that show up and you you don't really know what it is but it's like i but you assume you you're like okay it's being used as like a remote kind of right kind of... i think these are all like really captivating things i kind of like one of the things i really like about the movie is how like they keep a lot like there's all this technology that like you kind of just have to figure out what it is on your own like it's not really like explain to you what it really is you just kind of like right I think... you kind of like have to figure it out on your own it's not like that hard to figure it out but it's just kind of cool how like right and like how that plays into the, the different characters how their bodies are functioning because what's interesting there's very much again as i said like these subgroups like not everybody is the same in this society which i think yeah. is a big contention when it comes to how the characters talk about both art and all big theme um, yeah, there's there's all these different groups of people in the movie right like uh, in the beginning of the film we see a child who we learned was one of the first born people in this world to be born with a digestive organ for plastics and this becomes like a big like part of the film later on um involving great opening scene too. like i just i love the opening shot like after the opening credit like the of the cruise ship right um, and i just sunk in there's just this kid like not how i expected the movie to open right and, and who's um, this <laughs> it's really interesting and you know most of this film i think one, one thing that's interesting about that opening is how it takes place during the daytime because but like you know, ignoring like a few shots in the film, a lot of this film takes place. A lot like, of it, it's yeah, it's pretty dark. It's like, like during the night, and there's a lot of like private hangouts between these characters, like to discuss these matters. Um, yeah, I really like. I don't know. I just I really like the world in this movie that Cronenberg kind of builds. It's like I almost like. I know there's definitely not going to be a sequel. Obviously, right. there's not going to be a sequel. But I like. I almost really want to see another movie like set in this world. Right, because it's it's, it's so interesting and so much like also isn't explored and kind of just talked about. Right, but, there's very much like a small town vibe to this, which is why like I think I would also like be so curious like if there was ever we were ever to see more of this because we cinematic universe we do only really see just you know just like a few locations location location in this film but um it's a very small scale movie but at the same time there's all this like big stuff going on right so one thing that i mentioned earlier and i think it's like a big driving part of this film is um what Vigo's organs are doing compared to maybe other people. So in the film, you hear that he's involuntarily growing these organs. And at the art shows, they're, um, Leia Sidhu is literally tattooing these organs <laughs> while they're inside. Yeah, it's like, so, it's it, so just like, it's very uh, strange. Like, it's so, it's strange and just like gross. But at right. the same time, it's like fascinating. Because they also tell you that she tattoos them before you see it. And I remember the first time I watched this film twice. So the first time I saw it, I was like, what does that mean? Like, how do you, <laughs> and they do show you a little bit um, with um, 
you know, these, these pictures of these images um, drawn onto the organs. And again, yeah, it's so gross. It, it's a, a very interesting visual to say. It's interesting, but, but it's like, ugh. but I think again, like beyond that, it speaks to um, like Vigo's character's body. Like, I think again, like, you know, beyond the art, like there's this question that we never really get answered, but I mean, that's part of the interest of it is like, why or how is his his body growing these organs? Because some people think that he's growing it out of free will. Yeah, a really bold thing to say because at the same time, it's viewed as a cancer. It's like a cancerous thing. He can't stop doing it. He kind of like needs to take them out eventually. They need to be taken out, and so like yeah, co-opted doing this art like as like a practice for that where it's like we do both at the same time and, yeah you know, he talks to Leia Seydoux and she like, Which, like we have to talk about like their chemistry in this movie is so interesting and yeah, like really chemistry in this film because it's kind of like straight up said it's not really like a romantic chemistry right it's they like don't like describe themselves to other people as a couple they say that they are partners like as like yeah an art show but they live together and they, and they clearly, do like have sex a few times. Right. Like, you know, they, I think they are clearly romantically involved. Um, but it's not really like that's not like the driving part of this. Like, that's not like the focus. Right. Um, but even I think that's also like quickly, like <laughs> there's so many things I could talk about in this film. But like um, the depict and like there's a line in the trailer, which is in the film that like is kind of like a selling point. Kristen Stewart's character is comparing surgery to sex. She says that surgery. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an interesting uh, part of this film because, um, you know, what's interesting about the surgery scenes and later on to the film, like kind of a sex scene is um, when they're like cutting themselves. Yeah. There's a lot of pleasure derived from this practice. Um, Vigo clearly really enjoys the penetration <laughs> yeah like, and he can feel it. he's the only one like they kind of make it clear like ton, nobody we haven't really brought this up but nobody has a pain tolerance anymore right, right? Mm-hmm. and he's is another yep. interesting thing about it mm-hmm. which you, is also clearly communicated you know by just even struggling to eat which we mentioned earlier but yeah so like he again he finds a lot of pleasure and Leia they do as well again like which is interesting about these mutilations is um, in, in terms of this commentary about it being sexual is um, like yeah. it's very much like shown in the film, which I really like. And I think that's interesting. Again, there's a scene Cam kind of just mentioned where um, they basically are cutting each other up and it is it's basically a sex scene. It is, um, but I think I thought it was interesting. You know, the movie doesn't portray it as like scandalous. It is. Yeah. Very, like it, it is oddly romantic to them in a very like um weird way <laughs> in a weird way because you know we are the viewer and our bodies are not we don't we don't work like that <laughs> exactly you know we don't operate that way but it is really interesting to like see a scene like that in the film which was I like, almost I love it's just like that scene particularly just kind of like screams Cronenberg in a lot of ways because of all it's like I don't know. Yeah, that beautiful shot of them two hugging each other on the the bed um, with all these cuts and on the. It's there's a lot of striking 
uh, visuals and yeah, it's I shot remember. very well. I forget who's the cinematographer again. I know it's real quick, but um, a lot of the lighting in this film, like kind of dim or like cold, a lot of days, reminded me of Pedro Costa, you know, in a different sense. The cinematographer is Douglas Koch, who okay, yeah. Hmm. Oh, I haven't really seen these other films person to shock. But yeah, I really enjoyed the visual presentation. Um, This doesn't happen very often. There's even a lot of use of cameras, like people record cameras. Yeah, and you they were they like film the incisions and stuff. It's like right, like you see it at the art show. Like everybody's recording (laughs) the art, and like the end to like. Also, I did. I after seeing the trailer, like, come on, they really had to put the last shot in the trailer. Did they? I don't yeah, they did. The last shot of the movie was in the trailer. That's really sad. I thought the last shot of this movie was incredible. <laughs> I do. I was gonna bring up the ending. I absolutely loved. Like that was what really stuck with me. Like the last part of the movie. Well, we're talking spoilers, but just the tear yeah. going down his face. Right. So just that. Oh. I think now is a good time for us to just kind of talk more stories. So we'll talk about some spoilers. And before we get to that, which I really love that ending as well, uh, I think the mid discussion where we can go in depth is halfway through the film is basically the point where Leia Seydoux and Vigo are asked to do a literal autopsy on On a child the child who died at the very beginning of the film and yeah yeah. this becomes like the big i mean well the big yeah it's like the central um talking point of like these characters in the film like are are, is this like again what is the morality behind cutting up this kid they um for one vigo and leia uh, say are not um part of this this plastic eating culture that these other people are part of well they yeah organs so it also raises a question of like you know the, the the father of this child feels that they can properly represent what this subculture is doing in this culture they have um this group of people they're yeah they're able to ingest plastic so they've created the, this food, like food which is kind of like shaped kind of like a chocolate bar and but it's like purple and it's right like, and what it looks nasty it looks gross but it's interesting um this idea that like in this future in order to reduce waste these people have developed a way in which they can literally like digest it yeah <laughs> it's like it's really think about and i almost wish as much as i love this movie i almost wish we could have even seen more behind yeah it's like they the are... movie in general like i feel like it it kind of like flew by it's not a very long movie it doesn't really it's like an hour wait... 40 something i think yeah and it felt shorter than that i'd say it really flies by right because there's a lot of stuff you just want to listen to as much as you want to see and you know maybe again if you watch the trailer you probably won't see as much stuff as you want but at the same time I think it makes up for um, while you listen to people yeah. debate about this. There's one character I really liked. Um, okay, I need the actor's name is 
Welkent Bourgeois, I think, a French actor. He's he plays like a detective named Cope or Cop. Oh yeah, 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 I yeah. yeah. Character a lot. The guy who he the who meets with Vigo like throughout the movie yeah. at like the shipyard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and he almost plays this like middleman. So like Vigo um, will often at night go to the shipyard to talk to him and almost like recap him. It's like a detective movie. It feels like a detective movie. It recaps to um, this actor. I forget the character's name, but this actor, he like recaps to him basically like what he's being told by other people um, and like sharing with him like how he feels like, should he do this autopsy? Like there's a really funny edit in the film where Vigo is told to do it. And then the cut after that is him asking the detective. If he <laughs> um, yeah, there's a great supporting cast. We didn't even get to Kristen Stewart yet. Who? Yeah, Kristen Stewart, a lot of, I guess a, a lot of people are agreeing that she's like the standout performance. She's not in the movie that much, but she right. is, it is a very, like for Kristen Stewart, a very unique and interesting performance. Right. She, the way this character speaks is very, um, it's hard to describe. Somebody said that she speaks like she's trying to talk in a room where somebody's sleeping. Like, she's yeah, quiet. very quiet, but very quick with her words. Um, and her character is part of this um, organ registry. Yeah, yeah. He kind of is secretly going to these shows and when it comes into He's not the, really supposed to be exactly. yeah but... and when it comes into this pleasure aspect this is kind of where i almost wanted more with this character like he's yeah i know i re- turned on by these shows like as you see you know vigo in the literal the scene with her and vigo yeah right and you know she wants in on it um and again it, it kind of makes you pr- think like oh are we actually gonna like get that like what will happen and you know <laughs> a lot doesn't fully happen in this film but but it's okay (laughs) okay i don't think we have to see everything the one thing i do wish we did see because it is another talking point in this film is this idea of a beauty pageant um which is not just like any beauty pageant but this like oregon beauty pageant oh and since vigo is like a high artist a lot of people like really want uh like he's gonna attend like he's gonna be like a centerpiece yeah he's gonna like win an award for his best original organ i believe yeah it's like the oscars but there's even a debate there about like his his state of contention at that beauty pageant he talks about with um what's that actor's name scott speedman scott speedman yeah the dad yeah and uh, oh no scott speedman's the dad who played the other actor at the organ registry um oh the that guy i don't know his name but the the whippet guy okay his his name is don mckeller he's the yeah guy who works at the organ registry with kristen stewart and he's like the organizer of this beauty pageant and him and vigo again like discuss yeah it's, it's what really role interesting he goes back into um what form uh like what is the intention of his body because it's such an unexplainable thing like yeah <laughs> like yeah i agree it's so like i i want more it's so i it's like when if you are on the wavelength of this film like you'll be there. yeah because a lot of people aren't it's i guess it's it's, cl- say to, it's polarizing a lot of people like i think a lot of people expected something completely different right um, but like yeah if you i guess 
people... anyone listening can probably already tell that me and Anya really love this movie. Yeah, no, both of us like this is one of my favorite movies of the year. Like, <laughs> yeah, and um, I get we both really love Cronenberg, and um, right. there is a difference between like Cronenberg's like classics, like The Fly, and like I don't know, like Videodrome. There is like a clear cut like different era like his newer movies that he's been releasing they're a lot different um both a lot different like tonally and like i think thematically a little similar but also different because if you think of a film like maps of the stars which is yeah even in uh comparison to this you know like the settings are much different like maps of the stars is a film that takes place in hollywood but i literally i think the depiction of the personas of people in maps of the stars uh their personas and their um their bigotry in a way uh, yeah i think like ideas like that are pretty prominent in crimes of the future like how yeah he, this is kind of like one of his personas at the same time as their own like who they portray themselves to be in a yeah way is interesting like crimes of the future is like clearly one of his like newer era type movies but it has a little it has a splash of like the body horror stuff too. Right. Like it's the film was written like a long time ago. It was written in the night late nineties. Yeah, and um, yeah, you can and that like you can kind of tell if you know yeah. that you can definitely see that. It's, right, even in the like the film again. Back to it being funny. Like the dialogue in the film is often really funny for being blunt. Um, like there's um after V yeah. and Leia meet um the organ registry people he's talking about Kristen Stewart and he says something where he says she was very attractive and radical <laughs> like yeah yeah funny descriptions about people and um another great line in the beginning is um how he describes that his bed needs new software uh very much again these like blunt descriptions of how these people in this world um function (laughs) to them it's not you know like a joke it's it's just normal it is normal to them but i think as a viewer you get like and not in a mocking way but you think you get a kind of a kick out of um how this horror again how these people are interacting with one another throughout the film um right and like it's really great and on that i guess maybe we could start to talk a little bit about the ending portion of the film because this whole um autopsy on the child like we do get to that point in the film and at this point is where like most the most is happening because we've seen yeah. this retaliation between different types of people because there are these technicians in the film played by these two yeah. guys who are very uh intriguing <laughs> and very um i think they give a funny performance their part yeah their parts of the movie were pretty funny i thought right. like some of the funnier some of the more like clear funnier parts that mm-hmm. like where you think like okay i'm definitely supposed to be laughing here right I, this third act of the film is where you see a divide between all these different kinds of people because you have the the um, plastic eaters who are finally, you know, believing that they will get their representation through this show. You have, and then you have, again, these technicians who, um, yeah, I don't really like, I was just going to say, like, I don't, I, I didn't really understand the technicians like part at all. (laughs) It was said earlier in the film 
um, these technicians work on the machinery that these people. Yeah, have. I knew that. Yeah, no, no, I'm getting into it. But you know, through this dialogue, they talk about how some of the machinery was like built before their time, and there's mm-hmm. clearly a divide between. I feel like politically between these people because these people we don't really know the state at which their bodies have advanced versus other people and like from what i know um like again vigo is still somebody who's kind of uh, receptive to pain but Mm -hmm. the people who are um using this machinery are like targets to them is kind of what we find out in the film yeah yeah people that they are trying to seek out um and they kill some of these people including the yeah and that like shocked me (laughs) right and you know we don't fully have an answer as to why they're deliberately seeking out these particular people um yeah like the father he was like a big character in the movie and then yeah they just kill him (laughs) right after the show because what's interesting is during this autopsy uh, Lacey Du pulls out the organs of the dead child, and they have been born with tattoos. Yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> this is like the, one of the most interesting things of the film, and I think plays into the ending. Is you know we know that this character was the first born with the the plastic organ. True, you yeah. know, we're aware of that, but he's born with the tattoos, and yeah, and it's like it's everyone's so, shocked talking um and it's so weird like again like i can't say i've wrapped my head around why that is but we get to the end of this film and um vigo is uh and leia agree that he will eat one of the plastic bars um yes it's the last scene we just have this incredible end to the film where he starts to cry as he eats it yeah um uh like what's so interesting about this ending is i mean for one visually we cut to the camera that uh, leia is recording on mm-hmm. um, not in the actual cinematography um the you know that the rest of the yeah film. it's like and it's it's like a black and white shot yeah we like... see this black and white shot um and it's a bit grainy and just i think the texture of that and the way it moves on his face is really fascinating um but it also you know asks you like again this is just where we propose questions but to me i thought in my head that you know how he grows so many organs i believe maybe what if he grew the plastic eating organ like do you think he could have grown that (laughs) yeah (laughs) like that's i I wonder uh maybe like because he clearly didn't well, we don't really know. Obviously, we don't like, know. Clearly, he liked it, and he probably didn't die from eating it. Like, I'm so curious as to what, again, like, at one point, we don't really know what, we never really know the purpose of what his organs are growing, which is another yeah. reason why, like, there's that debate. Like, is it a cancer or not? And it, it seems cancerous um, until mm-hmm. you where you start to think like again like what grew inside of him to do that um and the cut you know two credits you know we don't really have yeah it just ends it's such it's shocking like i was i love how um 
broad this is and again like you and i keep and it's such a good shot the last shot of the movie it's like we just want more i i (laughs) i and it's a shame and again like you know there's no way they're gonna make another film of this but obviously um, yeah um, also the music the music howard short howard short did the score yeah howard short did it and it was amazing yes it's very like droney um but like howard short collabs with um Cronenberg a lot so. right yeah and um yeah no uh, good mention it's an it's a great score I really loved it. I actually listened to the score uh, on my own like after I watched the movie yeah it's it's really good yeah um is there anything else that we want to cover because it's a you know it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot there's a, a bunch you would want a lot of people aren't gonna like it a lot of a film and I'm I'm very curious for um our other hosts to watch this film because like right now you know this is cam and i absolutely love this movie. we're the only yeah and i love it it was exactly what i wanted i just was i right. wanted another cronenberg movie we're both here praising it so like maybe in the future if we if like ben and tyler morrow never get around watching this we'll have to see what they think of it because yeah yeah so obviously there won't be a great sarah average right now right uh but oh, and we didn't even get to this real quick because I, um, you know me, I reference people in the movie just by the actors' names, which is a shame. Yeah, the they, names are <laughs> the names are like crazy names, very like, fun, which we mentioned earlier. But again, like Vigo's character's name Saul Tenser, like yeah, like I almost thought of tense as in like posture, like his posture is tense. He has a great costume in this film too. He's supposedly very receptive to being cold, so he wears a cloak around. Uh, there's just so many interesting. I was just thinking about Saul Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that doctor, or not the doctor? The, the doctor was Whippet. Yeah, yeah, the organ registry doctor's name is Whippet. Uh, I just couldn't stop thinking about like doing the whip. <laughs> <laughs> right, and uh, say so do. Her character name is Caprice, which is like maybe the most normal name in this whole. Yeah, and it's still like kind of. But um, Chris Stewart's Timlin—they're just really, really—you'll always get a kick out of it. Um, I guess you could say her character is kind of timid. It's weird, right? Extremely playful names. Um, So I think maybe we'll end it there because we could probably talk about this all day. Yeah. But it's a great watch. We also it, sadly, I saw it opening night. There were like maybe six other people in the theater. It wasn't yeah. packed at all. It was pretty empty both times I watched. Yeah, very empty. But and you know, since this is sadly going to be leaving theaters, um, you know, whenever you get a chance to watch us, both of us highly recommend it. So. Okay, so now me and Ben are going to talk about the newest Pixar installment. The long-awaited um, origin story, you know, the movie that Andy himself saw in theaters back in 1995. Wheezy the Penguin. Yeah. Right? This is how he decided to get the toy of Wheezy the Penguin. And, um, no, but that would have been more interesting, actually. This is Lightyear. And, um... Let, okay, let's you know say, what? Before we let's, start talking about it, let's just say a little background. Um, the teaser trailer, I actually thought was pretty good for this movie. 
mm-hmm. with David Bowie, you know, it was pretty promising. I was like, okay, this doesn't look that bad. I'll give it a shot. The The next trailers that came out, I was not very fond of. Just overly, like, they played in front of so many movies. Yeah, it was just like, whatever, this doesn't look that good anymore. I'll see it. I'll give it a chance. Um, ben, I think you were looking forward to this movie. Right? I was, but after a while, seeing the trailer so much, I, got, I was just not. Okay, this movie is terrible. I'm just going to straight yeah, up say because yeah. I just want to get it off my head. <laughs> no, I don't want to beat around the bush. I hated this movie. This movie is so bad. And um, I don't know. It seems like critics are like kind of mixed on it, right? It's uh, like, like when it first, the, when the ratings like first dropped, it seemed like it wasn't getting great reviews, and then it kind of did. And I mean, it's sitting at a four. Wow, I actually did not realize this. This movie, I don't know if it was review bomb, but this is a four point nine on IMDb. Was it review bombed? I mean, there's tons of one out of ten. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, you can never really trust IMDb. I guess. But wow, this movie. Brutal. I I mean, it's just brutal. The first like 10 or so minutes of it, I was like, okay, this this doesn't seem like it's going to be that bad. But it wasn't great. It was just like fine. As the movie went on, there's no progression. It's just so boring. Like, I was so bored. Like, I'll say it right now. I'm not the biggest like animated movie guy. Like there's a lot of them just aren't for me. Like they're for kids, yeah, and I respect that. But a lot of them just Okay, I completely disagree with that statement. Yeah, you completely A lot of them aren't for me, but there's some great ones. Like I really like Soul like recently. I'm not saying I hate animated movies or anything. I'm just a lot of them aren't for me. Like that's just at least recently, a lot of them haven't really liked them for me. But that doesn't mean there's that all animated movies are bad. At least, like, recently, though, Pixar has not really been selling it for me. Like, I don't know. How many Pixar movies has there been since Soul? Three, including this. Including it's... this? I've, I've liked none of them. Besides, like, Soul, I... I loved Soul. I thought Soul was great, but ever since Soul, I haven't I haven't liked one. Well, but this I, one I, I wanna hands get... down. This one's easily, easily the, worst. the worst. Like this is oh it's like the worst I'm, Pixar movie in a while. It's one of the worst. It's like I I have a little Pixar Bra- rank. Bra- and this is easily the like second best, second worst Pixar movie. Yeah, behind Bra- Bra- is worst, and then it's and then it's this. Oh my god! This I, is so. This was such a. This was a rough one to sit through. I, I I could not believe how bad this was. There was there's no heart. It's completely soulless. It there's Buzz just nothing. Buzz is a dick. Buzz is a bad character. He's not good. Like, I hate to say it. I've loved Buzz. Like, Buzz is a great... He's great in the Toy Story movies. But the real Buzz, as they're calling it, like, the Buzz that is based on that Buzz, is just a soulless, one-dimensional 
boring character. He's There's awful. nothing special about him. He's not likable. He's not entertaining. There's no. And props, there's such a I will there's give, a lack I'll, of charisma. It's just like yeah, but I'll give some props to Chris Evans. Love the guy. Chris Evans is yeah, great. I, I love he, Chris Evans, but he clearly man, he he. I don't. There's nothing for him to work with. He's it, yeah. Exactly. He has to play such a straight laced character that like yeah. He's like he, he's just like he's he's giving he's doing the best he can with such a weak boring script with nothing special about it. It has nothing going for it. Like the plot there's plot holes and all it's a kids movie, obviously. Plot holes can can fly by sometimes, but they just make no sense here. The the big plot twist of the movie makes no sense. And the thing is, I I would maybe give something like that a pass. But like there's this movie like introduces such a Con, contem, con, sorry, complicated um, plot element to it that like I can't forgive it in this. Like, it's just like I don't know, man. Like this movie, I I just could not believe how fucking boring this was. Like, and just it just was nothing. There's no interesting character. The best, the highlight of this movie is a robot cat. I agree. I think he. I. I would say the robot cat was probably. The he best made character. me. He made me chuckle a little bit. You know, I have to give him that. But like, that's it. None of the human characters are good. None of the jokes are funny. And this is just it's, a way. This movie is just a wasted potential because it did. And I. They I was could have forgetting so much about the movie, and I saw it just like earlier today. Yeah, I saw Jurassic World again after, and that was like a breath of fresh air. Surprisingly, like it's, I don't even love Jurassic World Dominion, but like this movie, I'm sorry, but this movie, Jurassic World Dominion, was way better than this. And I know they're completely different movies for completely different audiences in a way, but like. This movie just had nothing to connect to for me. It was just such a soulless, lifeless, boring movie. And I'm like really sad to say it cuz like yeah, like you said it the idea is interesting. It has some potential. Well, the thing it thing is, yes, it's wasted potential. They could have made this a very fun like throwback campy 90s sci-fi movie. And yeah. And still had a good story within it, but they didn't do that. Yeah, it's it's like too turning bad. turning red was a pretty fun throwback two thousands movie. Like, and hey, even though I, that's not what that movie is, they I didn't. didn't it still was good at that. I wasn't a big fan of Turning Red. I didn't love it that much, but like, yeah, I don't think it's a terrible movie. It it has so much more going for it than this does. Like. It had some, like it. it great had fun, animation. It had heart. Great, great animation. Some, fun like, characters. Fun moments. Yeah, this movie, I, and I, I absolutely hate that I'm saying this, because I, animators don't give the love they really deserve, but man, I can't even say I was impressed with the animation in this movie. Because it yeah. just looks like every other Disney Pixar movie. I'm getting I so agree. St- I, 
That's why I love this movie. It it really is like I'm gaining so much more respect from for turning red after this. Like, well, yeah, because that movie at least they tried to mix it up a little. Like after literally after Lightyear, I'm looking back at turning red, and there's a lot of it that I'm thinking like, that's not that wasn't that bad. Like turning red just wasn't my thing, but it it had a lot going for it. I will say, like it's just. There's so much like I just don't get this movie, Lightyear. It's it's so, it's just so. Ugh. It's exhausting to talk about, honestly. Just because there's like, there's not even that much to say. I was just like so unimpressed. This is bad. It's just awful. I was so incredibly unimpressed by this movie, and they really shit the bed with this one, like. I don't think it will make that much money. Even I'm, I'm convinced it might underperform. Being, seeing, I, I saw like, I saw a matin. Okay, my, I had a matinee showtime. I, I went at one thirty, and it was not that packed at all. Yeah. And from other word I've been hearing, it hasn't been, like, it doesn't seem like people really care that much to go out and see this, because like. I don't think I agree with you, Ben. Like, I don't know if kids will love this movie. Even it's so boring. I just, I've gotten all my rants out earlier with this. I just... yeah, it's it's exhausting. It's literally exhausting. I would rather watch Moonfall again than watch this. It's like, it's so. It's it just felt lazy. It really did. It's extremely lazy. And yes, the animation is great. That's that's one thing. I if I had to get if I had to give a a big pro to this movie, the animation is wonderful. Like it's it's really cool. It looks very realistic at times. But is it anything new we've seen? Not at all. I don't know. I really thought that. I honestly have to give. I liked the the light speed animation looked really cool. Like yeah, that but, was yeah. pretty interesting looking. And I, I thought that was cool. The music is not Michael Kiakino's best score, but it's something. It was not a bad score. I wouldn't say. I'm just trying to give some pros to the yeah. movie. I don't know. It's just, it's such a wasted movie. It's I'm, so I'm I'm boring. very ba- I'm very baffled by it to be honest. I because you were looking. I'm not as baffled as you are because I know you had you had way more hope for the movie than I did for sure. Yeah, I can yeah. tell. So I I completely understand why you're so baffled. But to me, I'm just part of me isn't that surprised. But I never really expected it to be this bad. It's just I don't know. Animated movies have just been really letting me down, and and it, there's some things stuff I looked forward to, but it's insane how like the the one that I thought looked awful, which was Turning Red, ended up surprising me, and I like that movie quite a bit. Yeah, Turning Red is not a terrible movie. I I was just it's just not really my thing. I definitely. I like it more than something like thinking about it more. I definitely like it more than something like the bad guys, which was just another huge letdown for me. Once again, not as bad as this, 
but the bad guys just did it was just one of those movies that just really did nothing for me i i completely understand why people are really liking the bad guys but it was just one of those movies that just it wasn't there was nothing like too offensive about it it was just not my thing this is just like Lightyear is just bad it's just bad i'm sorry and it's kind of embarrassing it's kind of really lazy it's so lazy and it just is like it makes me think like i would have just rather seen a, a buzz centric toy story movie where yeah maybe maybe he goes and finds the second buzz and the zerg from toy story 2 anything it's just yeah, anything other but than instead this. we we got stuck with a generic space movie yeah i agree it's it's so it's just really it's bad it's no, really I, I bad it was it. so much worse than i was expecting yeah, it just every, the twist, the just I I don't know. I don't really want to talk about this movie anymore. I think I'm done. The twist is so unbelievably bad. I I don't know. Do you have anything more to say? I know this is kind of quick. No, like, I don't. I hate this movie. I just, I, I really, really did not like this movie. I I I I know we're we may sound cynical trashing on a kid's movie, but like, but no, the thing is, in a way we grew up, I don't, we grew up I with don't the story. Like... This is, this is clearly centering. Like this is clearly targeted towards people like us who like, I, I didn't, we didn't really talk about this. Like I, I love the toy story movies. I think they're some of the, the cutest, most like fun and great, animated movies of my time like i love those movies i like this is the thing i i don't view animated movies as kid movies because yes that they do appeal the most to them but they have to have an element some of those movies like that we grew up with they have a good story yeah that's true and a good characters like toy story Toy the Story, Monsters Inc., Wally, Ratatouille. The first Toy Story, Spider Verse. So, the first Toy Story is so simple and so short, and yet it has so much heart, and it still holds up. The animation may not hold up as much. Like, there's clearly like but Pixar has gotten way better than with their animation, but like the story and the characters will always hold up and like so good. Also, like oh, this is one another yeah. thing I have to say, like, is it just me or do I feel like the suit, like Buzz's suit that you I thought he'd do some more cool stuff with the suit throughout. Like I don't know. He didn't. baffling it's as shocking oh i i feel like i need to just go on like a a binge of good pixar movies to like regain my faith again i might have to give red another shot like i have to give luca another shot i did not like luca i don't know if i could give that another shot i will say this was luca was better than this for sure but i do not like luca but turning red, like no, you might have to give that another shot. That's a, it's have... such a wholesome movie. Oh, God. 
because like turning red had a lot i enjoyed about it the music was really good in turning red i enjoyed that yeah i don't know man. but um just, uh, yeah what a dreadful movie just be thankful that the elvis sweep is coming yeah, I guess. <laughs> Unless that disappoints too, but we'll see. See, I've heard good things. Yeah. Well, I guess that concludes uh, this episode. Unless you have anything else to say. Um. New infinity. And yawn. Yep. Yep. Sorry to end on a da- on a dour note, guys. But yep. We will uh, catch you next time, and as always, thanks for listening.